In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. I hope you're having a good day. We're going to be looking at the scriptures. The scriptures are God's love letter to you. God's love letter to you and to me. That's what the scriptures are. And we need to know the Word of God and love the Word of God. We need to know the Eucharist and love the Eucharist. We need to know the church and to love the church. Oh, yes. I'm reading from the 11th chapter of St. Luke, the sign of Jonah. I bet you don't know what the sign of Jonah is according to St. Luke. It is not Jonah was in the belly of the fish. That is not the sign of Jonah according to St. Luke. When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, this generation is an evil generation. It asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so the Son of Man will be to this generation. So Jonah preached to the Gentiles, and they repented. And so the Son of Man comes to the Jew first, and they do not accept him. And he's going to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles will receive him. This is biblical. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, he gave the power to become children of God. The queen of the south will rise up in judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to listen to the wisdom of Solomon and see something that's greater than Solomon here. The people of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah and see something greater than Jonah is here. Yes, something greater than Jonah. It's Jesus. Something greater than Jonah. It's Jesus. And Jesus will go and preach the gospel uh, to the Jew first, and they will not accept it for the most part. Therefore, the sign of Jonah is that Jesus goes to the Gentiles, to the Gentile people, and makes them part of the church with the Jewish people. St. Paul did the same thing. He went to the synagogue first before he went to the Gentiles. He would be thrown out of the synagogue, and then he'd go to the Gentiles. The sign of Jonah is that the Gentiles are converted. You are a Gentile. A Gentile is anyone that's not a Jewish person. But we have Jewish people listening to us, and this word is for them too, that they would go and give their lives to Jesus Christ, the Lord, the giver of life. You have been grafted into the kingdom of God, 
and we just need to predispose ourselves to open up to all the graces that Jesus wants to flood you with his divine life, that God wants to flood you with his goodness, his power, his love, his joy, his kingdom of God. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He has plans for you and he has plans for your life. And it's just, it's wonderful. I know the plans I have for you. Not only me, but you. I think of the old uh, story about Maria and Giovanni who came from Italy to the New World on a ship. And uh, they brought with them cheese and water because they didn't know anything about food. They had no money to buy food. And so the cheese and the water and the bread was good for the first few days. Then it started to get soggy, and it was awful. And so the little boy, Pietro, said to his father, Giovanni, can I go and buy a Coca-Cola? A Coca-Cola then was only a nickel. And the guy gave him a nickel to buy a Coca-Cola. The kid never came back in hours. Finally, he comes back, and he's all filled with food all over his <laughs> chest. And the father said, we never beg. And the kid said to the father, all this food comes with the ticket. The ticket. All the, the blessings of God comes with the ticket. Baptism and faith comes with the ticket. All the healing gifts of God comes with the ticket. The ticket is baptism and faith. And people do not cash in on the ticket. They say, well, Father Tom has this gift. Anthony has that gift. And they say to themselves, but who am I? It comes with the ticket, and you've got to use it. You've got to use it. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. So I'm reading. Go ahead, Anthony. And, and you know what it is? It's about predisposition. Like when the Jewish people, their hearts were hardened, but the Gentiles, they were ready to receive the Word of God. And with us, God is looking to pour out all his gifts things, all of his spirit, all of his love, all of his divine life upon you and your life. But are we predisposed to receive it? That's what it is. God gives us the grace, but we need to correspond with the grace. You know, I was just reading what virtues that predispose us to live a divine life. And you know, we need to have faith. When we have faith in God, not ourselves, we fear very often when we rely too heavily on ourselves. If we're filled with fear, it's because we're relying on ourselves. And in looking in at ourselves, we see all our weakness and misery. But one who relies solely upon God, do you rely just upon God? Do you trust just upon God? You live a life without fear because when you rely only upon Jesus, it's no longer you who live, but Jesus who lives through you. So what do you have to fear? Because the power within you is greater than the power in the world. We need to trust in the Lord. When we don't trust in God, we trust upon ourselves. And in ourselves, we can do nothing. 
but through Jesus Christ, you can do all things. When we have hope, we partake in the divine life, but when we do not have hope in God, when we lose hope in things of the world, then the, the life of God is drained with drained out of us. Today, God wants you to hope for things of the kingdom to come, for things that God wants to do in your life today, that God wants to take you from glory to glory within ourselves. You know, like Father Tom says, it all comes with the ticket. It all comes with the ticket. If you're Catholic and you're not predisposed to understand what the Eucharist is, that that is the true body, blood, soul, and divinity, that what we consume, we become. But without the predisposition and be grateful and understanding the Eucharist and the sacraments, we cannot receive the graces. In your life, God, he gives you what you believe for. He gives us what we understand. That's why there's a war against truth. There's a war against the Catholic Church, the truth that God has given us. There's a war against the Bible. There's a war against everything of God because the devil cannot create or destroy, but he can distort. If you have been given gifts of the Holy Spirit, if you've been given graces from God, the devil cannot take those graces away. But like we see in the New Age movement, all he can do is try to distort those gifts and he can get you to try to use them for him. You know, I believe all giftings, it's just in the Holy Spirit. It's nothing I possess, nothing Father Tom possesses. But it's in upon emptying ourselves out and trusting solely upon God that we become infused with the Holy Spirit. You become infused with God's divine nature. You begin to walk on earth as it is in heaven. And you begin to release heaven upon every person you come across. Because within your soul you have deposits of the Trinity of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit that the Father beats in your heart. That Jesus, he flows through your mind and your intellect. He flows through your blood. And the Holy Spirit is in your breath. You know, Jesus is within your soul. So Jesus, he, his, he wants to bleed through. And he wants to bleed through and shine through you. That your face shines like Moses when he comes off the mountain that we are more of heaven than of earth. But all these graces are given through trust. Trust is a vessel which all graces are given. So are we trusting upon the Lord today? Or are we trusting upon ourselves? Because when we trust upon the Lord, we are fearless. But when we trust upon ourselves, we, we are filled with fear. Trust in the Lord. Relies not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord, and He will lead you, and He will do great things in you, for you, and through you. You see, we fail if we just preach what we preach, and everybody thinks it's Father Tom and Anthony. But it's not Father Tom and Anthony. It's you. You. God wants to give you uh, the gifts to operate so that people will be blessed. I remember Dr. Grandy. He was our medical doctor when I was a child. He would come in with a little black bag, and in that little black bag was all his instruments. We have a little black bag, too. It's called the gifts of the Spirit, and we use them as we need them. You see, 
if somebody comes to me and they need healing, I'm going to pray for their healing. I open my little black bag and say, this is what God has given me. If someone comes who needs deliverance, I open my little black bag and say, this is what the person needs, and this is what I'm going to give them by the grace of God. You see, this is simple. It's simple, but it's not only me and Anthony. It's you. God wants to use you. Greater things than these will you do, Jesus said. Greater things than these will you do, because I go to the Father. We go on with the 33rd verse. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in, a, in the cellar or under a bushel basket, but on a lampstand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if it is not healthy, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, and when there's a therefore, you've got to see why it's therefore. Consider whether the light in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, with no part of it in darkness, it will be as full of light as a lamp gives its light with all of its rays. We need to know that God is light, and in him there is no darkness, and that he resides in us as light, as light. And we give out light because that's what we're filled with. If God is our Savior, our Lord, and we've surrendered to him, we are filled with light, and we give out light. I remember one person saying to me, you have good energy. I said, no, it's not energy, dear. It's the Holy Spirit. I don't know what it is, but it's good. I said, yes, and what Jesus wants to lead you to himself through the Holy Spirit. You know, the New Age, people, New Age people call it energy. It's not energy. It's the Holy Spirit that fills us. And when does the Holy Spirit come? When they were together in one accord with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren. They were together in one mind, in one heart, in one body. That's when the Holy Spirit came. And how we need to be united to each other so that the Spirit of God would come. It's no longer lone rangers doing the work of God. It's going to be the body doing the work of God. We need a body, a body of believers. We call it the church by the grace of God. And the gates of hell shall not prevail upon the church. Now, is the church in need? The church is in much need. But how do we fill the church with the glory of God? by becoming filled with the glory of God and blessing people that the light would flow through us into them so that they would become members of the church that truly believe, truly believe. Amen. And in, even in the scriptures, we see it's all about light. You know, it's all about light. I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So what Jesus said to us. And when we pray, you know, there's many ways that we can pray against sickness. Someone has cancer, but it's about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. 
someone has cancer, we can command the cancer in Jesus' name to wither and die. Command it to go to the foot of the cross in Jesus' name because he's given us that authority. We can also pray that that person is filled with the light of Christ because the light of Christ comes in and when the light of God comes in, it it displaces all darkness. The light of God displaces depression, anxiety, disease. The light of God is everything. That's why in this in this verse it says, speaks about make sure that the eyes of that the uh, yeah the eyes of the light of the body because we need to protect our eye gates, our ear gates. We need to protect our soul. What we watch affects us. What we consume consumes us. So that's why we can't watch darkness we can't listen to darkness and music we can't we're in a fallen world and we know who the prince of the world is so it's very important to regulate what comes into your body to regulate what comes through your ears because when you when if you if our what entertains us and what makes us happy if our light is truly darkness, the whole body loses darkness, you know? We wanna, what you consume consumes you. So we wanna just be able to be consumed in the light and the love and the peace and the joy of Christ. That we wanna be consumed in the scriptures. If we wanna be take part in the divine life, we cannot be earthly minded. We cannot be carnally minded. God has created you to be heavenly minded, to reveal heavenly truth to you so that you can walk in peace and joy in the fullness of life. Jesus is the light of the world and he wants to fill your soul first with all of his light, of all of his goodness, all of his kingdoms. And then he wants your body to radiate the light of God. You know, God's divine nature, it's in our soul, but it bleeds through into our physical body. You can tell someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit. The, look in someone's eyes, it reveals the soul. Like it's like it says in the scripture, people who are trapped, you know, in sin or with the devil, you can see it, you can always just see it in their eyes. But when someone looks upon you, you want them to look at you and say, wow, like I want what they have. This is how we truly evangelize. We don't evangelize by ever telling someone where they're going or where their sin is. We tell them who God is. We tell them who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for them, but for you. We overcome the devil with our testimony in the blood of the Lamb. But let your life be a testimony. Preach the gospel and use words if necessary. Let you radiate the power of God, the life and the love of God. But see, we can only give what we have received. We can only release what we have within us. So God wants you to be in an intimate place with him. The first ministry of Jesus is to be intimate with the Lord. How are we intimate with the Lord? We know Jesus through the scriptures. We sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament. We participate in the church. We pray the rosary. We pray in tongues. We pray the scriptures. This is the thing. God has given us so many tools, so many graces, so many avenues of graces to explore and to let him be 
given in our life, that God, day by day, moment by moment, second by second, Jesus, even right now, he wants to fill you with his life. He wants to pour out his spirit. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you pour out the Taboric light, which has come forth from your son, that the light of God just radiates and dispels all darkness within you, that when the light of God comes and he floods you, and I pray that we become predisposed, that our hearts are not a stony hardened heart, that our hearts sit in a humble place, wide open to God. It's about being wide open to God, that today God wants to encounter you. Jesus wants to encounter you through the power of the Holy Spirit more than you could ever want to encounter him. But are we humble? Are we like are we like Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus? It's not always about Martha. There's times to do works and to do good for the kingdom of God. I do, Father Tom does. But the truth and the better half is to sit at the feet of Jesus and to know that without him, we can do nothing. But through him, you can do all things. And that Jesus wants you to first just love him and be loved by him, to love him and be loved by God. That is why you were created to be filled with the love of God. But in the love of God comes a divine life. In the love of God comes the virtues. In the love of God comes our healing and our hope in our life, that in the love of God, anything is possible right now. So whatever you need from God, ask God. You know, ask, I pray for God for the grace to be more humble. And humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's about thinking of yourself less. Everyone in the human nature, I am, I'm very consumed with myself, but I say, Lord, it's not about me. It's all about you. And God tells me the same thing, that Anthony, it's not about you. It's about me. And do not look upon yourself and your weaknesses but look upon me and my graces and my glory. Because as we look upon God's glory, his glory is magnified in us. Last night is exactly what we talked about. In of ourselves, we are impotent, but God is more than competent through us. Through us. It was the fifth chapter of St. Luke. And... Uh, Jesus said, put out your nets for a catch into the deep. And Peter said, Lord, we've fished all night and caught nothing. But at your word, I'll do it. And they filled and filled and filled nets with fish that the boats were sinking. Why? Because Jesus was more than competent to help them out. They couldn't even fish without Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? I cannot even speak without Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? This is real. It's all about Jesus. And our inadequacy has nothing to do with the adequacy of God, the super adequacy of God, working through our inadequacy. You know, this is, this is real. This is real that the woman touched Jesus and she was healed. She had nothing in of herself. She had been to doctors for years and years and she still had woman trouble. But just one touch of Jesus, who is sufficient, brought her healing. 
one touch of Jesus, who is sufficient, will bring you healing. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. One touch of Jesus will bring you healing. Even right now, the Holy Spirit is releasing healing. Jesus is releasing healing in your stomach. A lot of people have been suffering with digestive issues. The Lord is healing them right now. Throats are being healed. Thyroids, headaches are being healed in Jesus' name. Insomnia that you haven't been able to sleep because you've been so anxious. Let it be healed in Jesus' name. Right now, the light of God is actually falling upon you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Whatever you need in healing, just open up. You don't even need to tell the Lord because He knows your needs. And just receive. Just receive. The lady with the woman of blood was healed because her heart was open to Jesus. She knew that Jesus was the Messiah and Jesus could heal her. And just one touch for Jesus when your heart is wide open like that. He can do anything at any time. So Lord, continue to pour out your healing and we thank you and we bless you for it. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Receive now the light of God, the light that flows from the blessed risen Savior. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.